the Lord gave the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible Today's message, Abel. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Hebrews chapter 11. Commencing at verses 1 through 3. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And in verse 4, is where our subject matter will be on today. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. I want to talk to you today from a very simple subject. The heroes of the Hall of Faith are in this matter the hero. Because we will only have adequate time to talk about our brother Abel. Abel. How many of y'all in here know that God is able? So with that play on words, I will continue on my forward journey. When we talk about the heroes of the halls of faith, don't get it twisted. Because we are not saying, and the Bible writers are not saying, that because these people's, these people's names appear in Hebrews chapter 10, and it is scholastically called the heroes of the hall of faith, but all of the heroes of the hall of faith are not in this chapter. And the reason for that is that God ain't through with you yet. It is our faith that pleases God. We know how faith comes. It comes by hearing. And we know how hearing comes. It comes by the word of God. So where there is no word, there can be no faith. And where there is no faith, there could be no pleasing God. Faith, in its most powerful exposition, faith operates on the invisible, on the not seen. God rides on the wings of faith. So that without faith, it is impossible 
to please him. So where there is no word, there can be no faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not by having heard. So I want us to marry ourselves to these words here this morning so that faith can attach itself to us so that we won't walk and be walking and talking and having no results exposed out of God's word. We have to have faith in order to please God. Now, since faith is the substance, the tangibility of the assurance of things hoped for, it is also the evidence, proof of things not seen. I know that heaven exists because the Bible says that it does. So we got a double blessing. If we believe God for something that we need, then prayerfully you'll be conscious enough to believe him for something that already exists. And if it does not exist and you believe in him for it, then believe that he's going to make it for you. But don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. God is able. Amen. Through faith, the elders obtained a good report because they believed God in the midst of their generation that God could turn it around. Do you? Do you believe in this generation looking at all the skepticism, looking at all the people that have the mitigated audacity to not trust God, do you believe? Because it's very important for you to believe that with God, all things, how many things? All what are all things? All. To believe then that with God, all things are possible. Next question, do you have God? Are you born of his spirit? Have you been washed in his blood? And do you stand in need today? If you're standing in need today, then the best thing to do is to acknowledge you have one. Also to acknowledge that God, I believe that you're able. That you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work in me. Lord, I believe. Now, I is very important. Because if I believe it, that sells it for me. God needs for his people who say that they believe to believe. What I'm finding is this. People will say, oh, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that. Okay. Do you believe that speaking with other tongues is from God? No, I don't believe that. Well, then, how much of a believer then are you? Do you believe just the portion that you're striving to understand or do you believe because it is God's word, it is possible and it is happening somewhere? Do not be a believer who only partially believes. 
So if your partial belief is your belief, then what do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus but not in tithing? What kind of believer is that? You got to believe before you leave. You got to believe until you leave. So you got to be a 100% believer. See, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I wasn't there to see them. I wasn't there when God spoke the worlds into existence. But because it is in his word and because it says that he did it, I believe it. I don't have to see it to believe it. But I will have to believe it to see it. So what you want to be is a whole Christian. Not a third, not a half, not the part that you're struggling to understand. And see, when we're struggling to understand, we really probably don't believe because we're struggling too hard. And we will make a statement, I don't believe what I cannot see. You ever seen your brain? Huh? Well, then if you've never seen your brain, how do you know you have one? Because your brain told you so. <laughs> Timmy, our daughter, whipped Chase Michael, our grandson. And somewhere during the whipping or after the whipping or however that shook out, Timmy asked him, why did you do that? And Chase reply was, because my brain told me. <laughs> she said, I'm whipping you for what you and your brain did. Right. So I submit to you, according to God's word, we're not to be led by our brain. Faith comes by hearing, not brain. Okay, now, in this 11th chapter, we find various individuals, listen, who in their lifetime, their lifetime, was mighty toward God to the extent that he had their names written here in this 11th chapter, in their lifetime. All of the righteous men and women not dead and gone. If God could find somebody that would believe him today, he might move over a couple of these alphabets and stick your name right there. Huh? That Ethel May was a mighty woman of God. Uh-huh. That boy Floyd was a mighty man of God. God is still making folk strong and mighty. Give him praise. Give him praise. In verse 4, we find a brother there. He's our brother. By the name of Abel. We all in here ought to know that God is able. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4. Do you have it? Okay, with me read. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. So Abel is dead and gone, but what Abel did in his generation, he's yet speaking. 
See, our lives be talking to people. Sometimes our mouth doesn't get an opportunity, but oh yeah, our lives is speaking. It's either speaking faith, and I love God, and I love the body of Christ, and I'm here to serve God in this present age, my calling to fulfill. Let all my powers be engaged to do my master's will. I'm here to make a statement that Jesus is my Lord, my master, my savior. And he's still alive because he lives in me. You got that? Now I'm, I'm, I'm here to represent a kingdom. Which means then that our brother Abel, even though he's dead, He's yet speaking. And that's the way you ought to want your life to be. Going to be with Jesus. Sleeping in the bosom of Jesus. But when people think about you. It blesses their lives. Because they rub shoulders with you one time. Or uh, even if they didn't. It's something that you did while you were alive. That is touching their life right now. Ain't that beautiful? Sure is. Faith is beautiful, man. Make me want to jump over this table and speak with tongues. In verse 4, Hebrews 11, by faith. What did it say? By faith. by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Which tells me then that there could be some offerings that are not Excellent. If I reach in my pocket and just pull out an offering of a dollar during uh, the time of giving uh, tithes and offerings and just throw it over there in the container, that's not an excellent offering. There was no thought put to that. And the, the way that I threw it into the container shows that I don't care about it. That's something that God wants. It's not something that I'm willing to do. But since I'm here and everybody looking at me. See when you're guilty. You think everybody looking at you. So I'm going to pull this dollar and just throw it in. That's not an excellent offering. Last night. Night before. 24 robbers. That, uh, no. That's old school. When you got paid. You should have separated what belonged to God. Every dime of it. That's a more excellent offering because not only was obedience attached to it, but thought was put into it. And God says, do not come before me empty. And what we want to do as believers, not a half believer, but as believers, is to make and give to God a more excellent offering. An offering that's prayed on. An offering that's ready and willing to be given. An offering that I get on Friday and can't wait to Sunday because I need to bless God with this. And I need to give him every dime of it. And sometimes if he moves on my heart to give him an additional $100, I'm putting another $100 in there. I think some of y'all have blocked your blessings because you're looking at what you don't have. No, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. Look at what your Heavenly Father has. 
and give it with a smile. So everything we do in God's service should be done with a spirit of excellence. How excellent is thy name, O Lord, in all the earth. Amen? Excellence should be the guiding light for our lives. So Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, than his brother. So don't tell me that God doesn't look at our offering. He looks at our offering. Okay? Ananias and Sapphira. Good case in point. So you want to give God a more excellent offering and you want to do it with a smile and a heart wide open. So by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he, Abel, obtained witness that he was righteous. Now, salvation in his day, he did not obtain salvation because he gave God a gift. Because that's not where the emphasis lie right here. What happened with our brother Abel is this. Abel was declared righteous in the sight of God not because of his gift that was a more excellent gift than his brother Cain but he was declared righteous in the sight of God because of his faith. Do I need to say that again? He was declared righteous. Abel was declared righteous in the sight of God because of his faith. Amen. See, his faith is what moved him to give that offering. The offering didn't move him to give the offering. It was the faith. So where is your faith today? What are you dealing with in your life that just seemed to not want to move? That seems like it doesn't want to just get up and get out of the way and let you have your seat. It's going to take faith to empty that seat in order for you to put your bottom in it. So what we have to understand is that righteousness today comes as a result of having faith in God. It's not the amount I give. Because what I give, all things being equal, is what I owe. And if I'm going to add something to it, then I'm going to add something to it because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I don't have a problem giving him additional money in the offering because the Lord has been good to me. Anybody else in here? Money is a medium of exchange for goods and services. Amen? And to worship God with. So Abel knew the power and the importance of giving God an excellent offering. Amen. Don't you ever reach in that purse again with that well manicured hand and pull a dime out of there. We don't need to do God like that because he's paid too much for us. We cost him everything. <laughs> okay, moving right along. So he offered him a more excellent offering than his brother Cain. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. He did what was right until the day he died. That's where we want to be. 
We want to do what is right by God until the day we die. Amen. And in order to do that, you need to die today. See, when you dead, you ain't got no problem with money. Dead folk don't have no problem with money. The people that's got them in the funeral home and the folk can't pay, they're the ones that got a problem with the money. You know, it took one year to bury James Brown. One year to bury James Brown, the godfather of soul. Yeah. Took a year to bury that man. Now, let's look at, at Cain and Abel because what we have here is an illustration of what not to do and what to do. If you will, go to Genesis, the fourth chapter, with me. Because you do know that Cain and Abel were brothers, right? And these two brothers, what they did is still affecting us today. Do you know today what Cain and Abel did? We are still affected by that. Amen. Cain was a wicked brother. Abel was a blessed brother. One area that we're still being affected by Cain in, have you ever heard C-O-C-A-I-N? Cocaine. Oh, yeah, cocaine. Man, this folk, he's still killing the brothers. Cocaine. Yeah. Still killing the brothers. All right. In Genesis chapter 4, commencing at verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Hmm. And she again bore his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain, and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Now, why do you think that Cain did not bring God a blood offering? You see, Cain was a tiller of the ground. He was a farmer. And being a tiller of the ground, he brought unto the Lord the best that he could bring, and that was, you know, turnip greens, sweet taters, osh taters, bananas, apples and oranges. Now, wait just a moment. This was not bad fruit. It would have passed number one at any county fair. It wasn't the fact that he was bringing what he got from the ground. The problem with Cain is that he was bringing a bloodless offering. 
You see, because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So it was good fruit, but it was a wrong offering for the time. And see, sometimes you have to be careful that we don't come to God up between these consecrated walls, just bringing him anything, expecting him to accept it. God, even now today, if that was the only thing going on in the Bible, he still would not accept Cain's offering. Because God had already prescribed what the offering ought to be. What is that? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. So it had to be an offering shed by blood. Today's message, Abel, FC2909, FC2909, is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Will I... Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell. 
and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now.